into the club because you're that kind of nerd. Hello and welcome to the club that is That Kind of Nerd, a show where we talk about the nerdy things that we are passionate about. Now, normally, I would tell you that we then judge them and assign points to each other based on the conversation. But today, uh, we have no Brian Thornton, and it is just Josh and I. So therefore, there will be no points. There will be <laughs> there will be no uh, fighting uh, for for scraps for points. There's also no rigging, so perfectly fine. So Brian is going to be really salty uh, that that he, he's here on the unrigged episode. But since we are the best nerdy podcast, this is still going to be a great conversation because, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to officially welcome Josh Burns to the show. What up? So uh, I got a couple topics uh, for today. Again, general larger discussion to be had, but I want to lead off with probably the biggest story and probably something that we've been moaning and, and, and lamenting and praying to the nerdy gods for, and that is we got some news from DC. And it's good news this time, which is Black Adam. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if you saw Black Adam. Did you see Black Adam? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I I basically read what you said and went. I'll just wait. Yeah, it is movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is movie. But good news finally happening out of the world of DC. They have uh, named two co CEOs for DC, taking it in a new direction. Uh, it is Peter Safran and the one, the only James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy fame. Of the Suicide Squad fame is now co-CEO of DC Films. Praise the nerdy gods. This is awesome. I am very excited for this. I'm curious, though, to get your two cents on on this change. I mean, <clears throat> just because they're CEOs, C- CEO, they are CEO, um, I don't think it necessarily does anything for the direction of... The stu- the studio, not not yet at least. They they still have all of these things in production, <laughs> and uh, and and you know so I you know I, like super super like tempered expectations. And uh, how does it work with uh, like James Gunn still has a tie in to Marvel? So it's it's done after he's done his contract. He is exclusively working with DC. So the last thing that James Gunn has with Marvel is Guardians of the Galaxy 3 but that that movie's that movie's done. That movie's all but post post production. It's all post production. Yeah. It's, it, it's all done. The Christmas special's already in the can. Um this is he's done with them. And then he is obviously going to be exclusively with DC. No no bouncing back and forth and you know, uh James Gunn brought something very unique and special to the MCU. Uh I think it was correctly contained within the goofy Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that all the controversy and back and forth that happened with him put a bad taste in his mouth. So when DC knocked on his door for the Suicide Squad, uh, he was like, I'll happily come and, and do that. And the huge success that was, not not only critically, but the fans were head over heels for it. Uh, it I think it makes sense for him to stay with a company that values and treats him loyally and is willing to put him in a position of power like this. Let me let me uh, Let me ask you why... Why you think this is good for DC? We've been saying that someone needs to step in to be kind of a creative mind to keep a lot of things spinning, a a Feige-esque role within DC. And I think James Gunn can be half of that person. Because as we talked about, and if you watch She-Hulk, Kevin Feige is unreal and unhuman. 
right? <laughs> He's, he, no one operates like that. It takes an AI robot or two people to do what one Kevin Feige does. But I think um, James Gunn has a vision. James Gunn knows how to tell people that vision. And I think James Gunn can keep a central point of view moving forward on these projects. I think he's going to be able to to put people into the role and say, this is the point of view. Add your spectacle to it, but we'll adhere to this. I think he's going to set down a, a roadmap and a vision to it. So, yeah, I don't, man, I don't know. I, you know, so <clears throat> obviously Marvel is uh, a Disney property, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And Feige is the president of Marvel Studios, not a CEO of a company. Right. Right. And then, you know, James Gunn's going to handle the creative side and Peter Safran's going to handle the financial side. Yeah. And what you're going to have is creative can't get done what they want to get done because financial says it can't happen. But go ahead. I'm but sorry. what? Well, tell I, me that does. Tell yeah, me well, that's not like exactly. I don't think how this shit happens. I want you to look at Peacemaker. The, I, I don't know if you got to watch Peacemaker. I watched I watched most of Peace, Peacemaker. Peacemaker is. 100 percent it like it has jane guns's fingerprints all over it it should make very little sense from like a a financial standpoint right it's it's got john cena good star power but it's like an obscure character who is really like out there in that path and it was a huge risk with a huge success attached to it and he like wrote and directed a majority of those actually he wrote like eight episodes of that entire run. I don't know if that's all of them, but like, I, I think that he has proven that I can, we can do some weird stuff. We can, you, you can let it happen. And there's financial sex behind it that, uh, Peter Saffron's not going to be a, a, a poo poo or no, no, no guy. would be like, I respect your creative art vision, James, but the money isn't there. Like, I don't think it's going to be that kind of dynamic. Now, d- looking at the pedigree of, of his co CEO, his co chief, um, you know, I'm not like super impressed with him. I I'm not head over heels and super excited that that he's in charge of there. But you're telling me James Gunn and 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 I'll I'll put a in Feige we trust for James in in, in Gunn we trust. Make it work as to quote another gun. Uh, I I I I'm confident this is going to look pretty good. <laughs> okay, I, look, is this not are... what we've been asking for? Give us someone who actually cares and put them in charge and and like give them in the listen the run for it. In ch- like I don't I think um, either DC uh, and Warner Brothers by extension um, doesn't understand what a CEO does or <laughs> right um, or James Gunn and Peter Safran uh, really envision their involvement to be a whole lot different than what the fans want because that's not what a CEO does. I, I- I think it's possible that they're just using the word CEO uh, to basically say president like Feige, right? No, I understand. They they want to they but but they're, what they're doing is going. This is this is better. This than is what better. Feige We're is. upping that Feige factor. We are. Feige's yes, just a president. Are, they're CEOs, that's right. right? See, and and that's 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 where I'm at, right? Right. It's. It's uh, an exercise in vanity that I think is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> welcome to the water brothers. When when we when we look at we when I look at you know co-founders, executive partner type relationships, um, 
there is there is genuinely or you know general generally one genuine visionary mm-hmm. and then one person that can execute. Yeah. Um. I you know Bill Gates, Paul Allen, Jobs, and Wozniak. Um. You know Sergey Brin and the fucking who was with him at, at Google. Um. And I should I really should know that. But uh, I, it's, oh it's, god, uh, he was on the board of directors of Apple too. I forget his name. Larry Page. Larry Page. Um, there it was. It was escaping me. Right. Um, the the two guys from eBay. Jeffrey Skoll's one of them. Like th- these are the these are the things that like these are the the pairs that I think about. Right. Where you 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 have one genuine visionary, um, and and one person who can build relationships and execute. The my problem is I don't think James Gunn is a genuine visionary, um, and Peter Safran he's a. I mean, he's a producer. Yeah, he, like these, like, you can be one's a writer and one's a producer, and that's great. Writer but, director, James Gunn's writer director. I know. I mean, he he he. I mean, and then he you know cast his brother. In he's everything. a better writer than he is a director. We could we can agree to that, right? Yes, okay. I can. I can adjust it. Which is why I said writer. That's, I didn't say director. Touche. All right. The the thing though that I'll say when you're you're putting them paired up together, right? You know, when when you mention Jobs and Waz and and Larry Page and everybody. Um, when I look at the filmography, the producing history of Peter Saffron, when it comes to DC stuff, he's produced things in DC that I think are the highlights of DC. He gets one mulligan, right? The, the first DC project that I see on his list was Aquaman. I get a lot of people like Aquaman. I did not. That is his mulligan. But then he's on Shazam, which I, I, I like. Uh, then he's on The Suicide Squad with James Gunn. Then he's on Peacemaker with James Gunn, right? Then they're working on the new Shazam, the new Blue Beetle, the new Aquaman. Like, and so those two at least have worked together in that kind of capacity of 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 having that kind of relationship with uh, the the Suicide Squad and with Peacemaker. That I can see, hey, they probably must have a good relationship if they're willing to do this chief co chief Elliot JD kind of relationship thing. Um, I don't know. Again, Peter doesn't excite me. James does. I'm sorry you don't feel the same way about about James Gunn. James Gunn also, you know, uh, he has some other things under his belt that I'm like, I, you know, I could deal without that. But I, I still like where he's where he's going and, and the movies that he's done. But this is better than whatever the fuck they were doing before. Right. Can we agree on that? This is better than whoever the hell was ru- running the ship at D.C. before or just saying whatever Snyder says, guys, we're just doing whatever Snyder says. Like this, this seems better just on the surface. No. Yeah. Yeah. On the surface. All right. So it's obvious then that I have the uh, fanboy glasses on rose colored glasses, fanboying out about this decision and not the business brain that you have. So take off my rose my rose colored glasses for a minute. What are some honest to God possible downsides or concerns that you would have about uh, a, the co-CEO role with these two at the helm of DC films? Because this includes their animated projects, this includes their live action projects, this includes anything under the DC films umbrella. It's a it's a big, big thing to cover. What are some possible downsides to James Gunn and Peter Saffron? And you said already one of them is you don't think James Gunn's that visionary Feige esque person. No, I don't. I think um, look if you want to put James Gunn and and Peter Saffron as co CEOs, great. You still need, you still need someone with creative chops that is is 
really tied into this universe. And where where's Jeff Johns? Like, where is Jeff Johns? Um, and if you're going to put ahead of, you're going to put somebody at the head of DC Studios, it, it, like, it seems to me that would be the logical choice. There's been some uh, also controversy with Jeff Johns as to, and that's probably why, politically why he's now put into this kind of position. I'm oh, sure he's going to be directly sake. involved within it, right? I think he's going to be the right-hand man. He's still going to be the guy who's there to do that. Again, you find the guy, and then you put the right people in place, and I think Jeff Johns will 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 still be involved with that. But I think that you've got just some pressure because of some controversies he's got involved with him, especially with some of the stuff that happened on the Justice League set with Joss Whedon. He got wrapped up in all of that. So I, I think he's just a little too hot to too hot to put into a public persona like that. I agree with you. I know Brian would yell at, at you at this, but I agree. But again, the world being the world that it is. Brian's gonna yell at me for it? He's gonna be like, I'm with you, Josh. Yeah. Oh, okay. but but, but unfortunately, dude, you know, all that controversy with, with freaking Joss Wheaton. Like it's I don't really- I don't need him to be the CEO. I don't I, need any of these people to be a CEO. I need uh, very much for whoever is making the final calls on this stuff to leave the DC animated shit alone. Leave it alone. There's nothing wrong with DC animated universe. Right. Yeah. Let that roll the way that it's supposed to roll. Right. Uh, uh, One thing that you mentioned, and and this happened before uh, the announcement uh, of the co-CEOs came in, Josh. So I think they're trying to give... Gun and, and saffron, uh, saffron, 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 whatever. He's, he's either a, a very good a spice and or a, yes, a human being. Yes. Uh, they they came in with a couple of things and they, they axed a bunch of stuff. Obviously, as we already talked about, Batgirl gone, right? They axed a bunch of questions or they canceled a bunch of things. Sorry, they, they canceled a bunch of projects and movies. I'm just checking. I wasn't sure what no, you were I saying. I appreciate it. Uh, so, as we know, Batgirl was basically almost done. They were doing the pickups and and just finishing the damn thing and they wrote off what like almost a hundred million dollars right there thank god green lantern has been axed that's gone the the project that was in the pipeline gone strange adventures wonder twins these things have been that that were in the pipeline right that gun and and peter couldn't get their hands on and start you know twisting and tweaking already because they were pretty much so far they they killed them all so it it looks like from the outside looking in that they're maybe even trying to give him a blank slate to say, we don't have a whole lot on the pipeline. I will probably, we'll, we'll probably have wonder woman and uh, we have the Aquaman stuff and who the hell knows what's going on with the flash movie. Uh, Peacemakers can stay, you know, cause James, that's your baby, but we're trying to give you guys a wide berth to do whatever the hell you want and, and, and reboot this thing. My, my biggest concern when I first read it too, was two people doing this to your point, they have to be, um, they have to be uh, compatible, and they have to, to to have a good relationship together. But do you think Peter's gonna be like the naysayer? Like you, you think the finances is what's gonna drive the decision, and not, and not the art? I think that, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that I think the budgetary concerns are always the enemy of of creative. Absolutely, um, I think that you know not having a clearly defined, um, you know, like execution path is a, a, a giant no-no for finance and is the thing that that offers you know a, a little bit of, of of room to explore and room to grow for creative people so i mean yes i i think that these 
these like are, are two like diametrically opposed uh, type of uh, like right. philosophies, yeah. right? So, uh, look, Gunn has plenty of experience, as does Peter Safran. I'm not questioning their like their their bona fides. That's not that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm, I'm sure they are qualified. That's not my problem, right? My problem is everything that DC has done to date has fallen flat, and the the you know seemingly the fix would be well put put if the studio keeps mucking around and screwing up the projects, then put somebody at the head of the studio that's not going to do that. <laughs> but okay, but like how many? These look, Gunn, Saffron, they're not going to be writing, they're not going to produ- be producing, and they're not going to be directing. But they're going to want a voice in how this goes down and what producer, writer, and director want that. Yeah. Nobody. I guess that's true, right? So I like I'm I still think we're you know, we're 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 comparing apples and lug nuts. Like they're not even they're not <laughs> even speaking. This, the yeah, they're not even speaking the same cranberry. Yeah, I, I I guess my biggest concern is while you can put two people in charge of this, people who maybe love this stuff, maybe have a thought, have a passion, have a drive, and maybe they have the best relationship. They have sleepovers all the time. It's no, you ain't up first. No, you ain't up first. Right. But at the end of the day, there is still one thing that could ruin this entire thing, and that is it's still Warner Brothers. It's still Warner Brothers Discovery. It's new owners, right? It's 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 the same people above Gun, right, and Peter that are that are that can act something down at any moment. So Warner Brothers Discovery can still fuck it up because they're still Warner Brothers Discovery. Nothing's changed there. They're still completely capable to mess up something that's going well. It's really like, all right, looking at it, I I hope this is. Pretty, pretty objectively and not subjectively, but let's just say that I'm looking at it from someone who's never, never, I don't have any experience in any of this stuff, right? But I'm looking at DC and I'm looking at Marvel. As an outside observer, my perception would, would be that these aren't two competing brands. One is far more successful than the other, right? Yep. But DC still thinks they're in competition on the big screen and they're just, they're just not right. Um, so I would focus on, I would focus on animated. It's really working out well. And I think if you play your cards, right, things like what's going well in animation, what's going well, what went well in, in the Arrowverse, what, um, I I think Titans is going pretty well. I haven't watched, but from, from what I see, it kind of, you know, it looks cool. I may check it out. Obviously, Peacemaker went pretty well. Like, these formats are okay. And, like, that's what I would build on. But to to think that I'm – new leadership, new ownership, uh, a renewed a renewed investment in, in big screen projects is going to make them a player is – that's faulty logic. Like, you almost have to – you almost have to scrap everything – Forget everything you've ever done and forget the benchmark is what Marvel is doing. Yeah. And you kind of have to do something else. You have to you have to take some shots at 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 well, you have to make an Iron Man, right? You you have to you have to figure that out. You have to figure out what the approach is going to like who's going to be the character. Don't 
don't bring me Batman and don't bring me Superman. Green Lantern. It better be Green Lantern. And sure, but like it's not like DC is short on great heroes. characters. Yeah. Right? Heroes or villains. Mm-hmm. I don't care which way you go. But like they're going to have to do something like that 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 you can't ever you even even after watching a trailer, you couldn't be like, this is gonna compete with Marvel. You have they have to know. Like, not without a shadow of a doubt that this will not compete. We are just hoping it catches on. Right. That's a tough That's ask. That's it. That's a tough ask. Well, look, tough ask or not. Like, it's what they should do. You're right. There is no way, right, you, you, you know, I've, I've, never, I've never once swung a bat. I'm going to get up there and hit a home run. It's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to happen. Nope. So, like, I can throw every analogy and metaphor at you that, that, that's, that's ever been written or conceived, but that's kind of what we're dealing with. They're, they are not playing the same sport. They're not doing the same thing and they can't possibly hope to with change in leadership or a change in vision or whatever. You, you said something that did knock off my glasses and now I'm going to be looking for this, which is, you said uh, the thing that excited me about gun was he's a writer, he's a director and I like the stuff that he's written. But again, in this role, it's a different role. He's not going to be writing. No. And I'm I'm looking at his IMDb, and I'm looking at the writing credits, and you know, Starsky and Hutch is the only thing that's coming up. That's you know him writing. So it's true. I'm going to look for, now. What I'm going to look for is what is James Gunn writing? Even if you get story by right, that's still that's still look, something in there. But you're you're probably right. I'm probably going to see his name way less. And either that's going to be awesome, or again, you're going to get the people like you said who said, "Well, I, obviously, James, you want to write this thing. I don't want to do this then because you you're the one right. who really wants to write this. I'm not going to write it." So CEOs I'm, don't storyboard. They they right. listen. Really engaged CEOs may help you refine sure. your your direction and your storyboard, and that's great. But <laughs> they, they don't write, and they can't. And they can't always come into the room and say, I hate everything, start over. It doesn't work that yeah. way, right? You, you yep. There's, there's got to be a give and take, especially if you don't want to alienate your, your writing staff or your production staff or your, your director. So, Or the industry, or trying to get anyone else to recruit. So you're right. right. That's the thing that it's I'm going to have to look for uh, and see, okay, what happens when, when it's all said and done? I, I think, again, overall, this is, this is big news, right? And, and, uh, with any change, right? There are only two options. It's either going to go really well. It's either going to go really bad. Uh, it, it, I don't know how much worse it could get. So I'm assuming you know that what, everything we get is going to be an improvement. But I there's hope, always room to surprise me, DC. I honestly hope, for the sake of everyone, that it just goes okay. Yeah. Because if it goes really well at first, they're going to shoot. They're going to fly too close to the sun. I'm telling you. <laughs> they're going to pull a Icarus, man. They're, those wings are going to yeah, melt. Yeah, man. It's going to get bad quickly, right? But if it like if it just goes okay. Right. Or they keep their heads about them when something does go really well. Take all this amazing content that you have in, in the animated world and build on that. Listen, you know what I'd love? I would love seasons of of shows on HBO Max or whatever service that are story arcs but live action live action sto- but story arcs mm-hmm. give me those don't and don't go 
don't immediately in the first episode throw in all kinds of references to to the Justice League and all other kinds of big properties. Just build small and be, you know, build some momentum. Yep. That's all. That's all I'd like to see. Well, we will be keeping a, a very close eye on this. I think behind the scenes we should we should take a bet, a five year bet, as to five years. was this was this a good decision and are they still in charge? Just in five years, what is five years what is. does this look like? Is that That's too a, is that too long? Too long. Too short. Can you can you can you can you like think of a five year a successful five year streak a successful half decade that DC has had? <laughs> no. Oh no. wait, wait. Yes, I get. I think um, the Dark Knight saga. No, no. See that you can't you can't call that. DC. I can't call that DC. Then no, no it's impossible. It's, it's syncope. It's 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 Christopher Nolan. Uh, whatever their animate, they had a, they had to have a streak for five years in the animation sector. An- yeah, I'll give other you animated, than that, right? No, but nobody, no live like, action, than- nothing. Maybe we're, maybe we're the, the Arrowverse, the first five anime. years of the Arrowverse, I will say, sure, that was good. Oh yeah, they were that was great, right? Up to up to like, uh, yeah, and, it was it was Arrow season five, Flash season four, Legend season three. And we're just like, oh, all right, now I'm out. As soon as the five years hit, I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. This is so <laughs> bad. You guys literally just hit midnight on the five years. I am out. Honestly, the when I see an animated feature of DC, I want to watch it right away. Like I always want to watch your animated feed. They're always really good. This is what everyone tells me again. And you and Brian have been screaming this from the rooftops. My time, right? My time. I just, I don't, I don't know why I don't ever watch it. And I know they're the good thing. So I know I can't be let down. I watched the killing joke and I was like, this is great. I've always meant to read the killing joke. I'm a sad sack of crap. I never did. I know they changed some <laughs> stuff in it. I, I know. But like overall, it was pretty truthful to the, the yeah. killing joke. I loved it. This is great. It was like, great. Mask of Phantasm is next. Go watch it. You're going to love that shit. I'm like, sounds awesome. Look, a bird. Like, and then I'm done. And then I never do it. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Yes. Hush. Under the Red Hood. Like all, all of, of these it things is are stellar. And there's little. Even the like dark, dark event. Uh, not dark Avengers. Um. Justice League Dark, uh, Apocalypse War, and all that kind of... You know what it was? Great. Flashpoint was great. They're all great. You had to... In order to get all of this initially, you had to subscribe to that DC streaming service back when there were like 9,000 different ways to consume all this stuff. Uh, And I was like, fuck that. I'm just not going to do it. Right? And then now that it's under the HBO banner, there's just so much inside of HBO Max. so much. That I forget that all that animated DC stuff is sitting there looking at me so going, good. are you ever going to watch me? You said you would. Days. Days and days and days, You CJ. said you would. Superman, Red Sun. Me? Great. That's what I'm saying. Animation uh, galore. That may be the next thing I probably take up. I, I, ha- I have my, my watch projects right now currently, and I think I'm, I'm just about to wrap up uh, Better Call Saul. I think... I will, uh, I will add this DC. I will put DC on the banner. I will do animated DC and watch a whole bunch of stuff. And I make a bet. I'm going to be a happier person for it. <laughs> make a bet is exactly what's going to happen. All right. So DC, we'll be looking out for you. Let good, good luck, James. Good, good luck, Peter. I, I hope things work out for you guys. All right. The the last thing, and Josh, I really wanted your opinion uh, on, on this topic. It is getting close to the holiday season. Uh, people are getting ready to buy their family members, friends, significant others, new electronics. The reason that Brian is not here this week is directly involved with this story, which is Brian's MacBook just died, right? 
Josh looked at it and, and I looked at it. We were all trying to help him. Here's every article. Here's a FaceTime. Whatever we can do to try to get your thing to work. No, it is dead. Uh, and it's time for him to buy a new MacBook. And that shit's expensive. It's not an easy purchase to just plop down all in one sum. So uh, our, our, our former employer, Best Buy, uh, now has a program called Upgrade Plus that will let customers finance a MacBook starting at $20 a month for 36 months for like the entry-level MacBook Air. Uh, and then they have the option to either upgrade it or, or purchase it out, right? Now, you, good sir, are the financial guru, the financial expert when it comes to this stuff. I should probably be talking to you about all my financial credit card decisions, but I don't because, again, sad sack of crap. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to get your take on this program. But more importantly, is there maybe something better out there that we should be doing to get new computers? God knows I would like a new one. Help me out. Um, yeah, yes and no. Yes and no is the answer. So if if uh, if you want, if you're an early adopter and always want the newest tech, for instance, right? This is not this is not the program for you. If, however, you don't mind. Um, holding on to a computer for years, um, this is a really, really good deal. So I don't know what everybody's like experience is with the MacBook Air. The MacBook Air, um, I had like the original um, 13 inch and is still my favorite laptop that I've ever owned. Um, the battery lasted all day. It weighed nothing. It it was thin as anything. Like it was awesome, right? I mean it. Basically weighs less than an iPad, which is insane. So 20 bucks a month. Now, my guess is your credit would have to be good enough to be approved by city for a thousand dollars at minimum, right? So we're probably we're probably taking out folks under the six hundred mark, is my guess. Right, yeah, I would assume that. Um but you know six hundred's not awesome, but like it's fair. It's no, it's not awesome, but it's you know, it's I think I think you know, that's a that's a fair number, yeah. right? So However, folks that um, we're not we're not leaving you folks out that are under um, because we did a show not too long ago where we talked about um, Apple Pay Later mm -hmm. and other buy now pay later services like Affirm and Klarna and others. So, like there there are solutions um, if you don't qualify for this upgrade plus. However, um, twenty bucks a month is super reasonable for an entry level MacBook. Um, it's a thousand dollar laptop. You know, if you're doing the math alongside me, you, you're paying 20 bucks a month, 36 months, $720. And then the final payment is $280 and that's due, right? 36 month. Um, however, if you stick with Best Buy's program and you upgrade your MacBook and, and stay with this monthly lease program, basically turning in your old one and taking a new one, they're going to make that final payment for you. So you've you've paid twenty bucks a month, every month, right? Now there are right there's some other stuff that goes along with that. In order for this to make sense, right, you either need to subscribe to Best Buy's proprietary like protection and tech support um, program, which is like two hundred bucks a year, right? That comes with Apple Care Plus, which is nice, right? So any any cracks or spills or any of that kind of stuff, you're going to be taken care of. But any way you look at it, it is going to be an additional cost of my guess is probably seventeen fifty a month. So what you're actually looking at to get your money's worth out of this is probably closer to thirty seven fifty 
call it 40 bucks a month. And I'm only saying that because if you have a MacBook that you're paying $20 a month for and you have a 36 month contract and something happens to that MacBook in year one, you are still on the hook for the contract or for the repair. Right. And if anybody on, on, you know, anybody listening's ever looked at the price of replacing a MacBook screen. <gasps> oh, right, right. It's, it's kind of crazy, right? So, listen, simple answer. This is a really, really, really good value, right? Even at 40 bucks a month, even at that price, yeah. it's a really good value because um, a thousand bucks up front for a MacBook and then, you know, potentially, um, depending on who you are and how frequently you upgrade, um, you know, every other year, right. And you're, you're, you're a thousand bucks every other year. Okay. Or 20 to $40 a month. And, um, and you're, you're pretty well set. You don't have to worry about it either. This, in my opinion, is very much like what we, you know, the world we moved to with mobile phones, right? Right. Where you're just, you're leasing it for X amount of time. You have whatever protection plan you have on your phone and then when the time comes that you want to upgrade, you're just giving this one back and getting the new one. And maybe your bill goes up five bucks a month. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But it's a it's a really good deal. I, I mean, the way that my history has gone with owning a Mac, right? I bought my MD-101 back in 2011. Yeah, right? me too. 2011. And then in 2017 is when I bought my current MacBook Pro. Now, my oh, current okay. MacBook Pro, which is a 2017 is the battery is dying it's it's got the service battery thing it shuts off when it gets to 30 percent um sometimes it's slow and responsive if it is under 30 percent and stays on it takes forever to do things and i looked to get a new battery and it's it's 200 right Right. i even looked at the iFixit thing like i'll just do it myself it's 150 and then i watched the repair video it was like no, like it's worth yeah, fifty dollars yeah. to have repairability else, score like four, none. like like fucking right. done. No, no dice, not right. gonna do it. Uh, and I was looking at it like, man, I should probably just get a new, a new MacBook, a new MacBook, right? And mm-hmm. and to be honest, the Air with like the M2 or even the Air with the M1, I mean, outperforms to high heavens the current Intel yep. that I have now. So like, for sure, you don't need you don't need the pros for most things most people do on the computer, right? Most things you can probably get away with the air with an M2 chip. It's really, it's a really solid thing. And I'm looking at this going, this is exactly how I would want to do this. Keep this thing for three years. Fine. I kept the last one for seven. I've kept this one already for, for five years, right? Or mm-hmm. four years. I can't do math anymore. We're in 2017 to 2022. Wow. Five. five years. Jesus. I can't do math. My brain is tired. Uh, so I've done it for five years. Like I, I, I am the, I am the prime target. <laughs> the prime target for this program because i would after three years yeah give me another one i'll just keep this rolling i'll just keep this rolling payment uh going i i did some background check while you were talking josh just so, just to make a, a correction the financing is through citizens pay not city oh it's through citizens so you'll need My some bad. type I must have been yeah oh okay i'm just looking at the ad there's an there's an ad the for city right underneath the article right the show and that's what i figured it was city sure. citizens oh citizens pay is who either apple or one of the other or one of the carriers uses citizens pay as their uh lease company right uh or it's also um the the bank that um uh, Costigan used in uh, The Departed there. <laughs> Citizens! What an idiot! Like five people who are going to get that reference. 
target good, good, acquired. Good, good, good for them. The other thing I'm looking at, too, is from what I'm reading, and correct me if I'm wrong, from what I'm reading, even on the Best Buy website, you don't need to have the Best Buy Total Protect plan. You don't. You don't. Listen, Apple you don't Care have to. comes with it, and you should. If you're leasing a computer, you right. should. You are on the hook for this contract, whether or not you have a functional MacBook. I, I mean, that that is right. that that's the facts, right? So if it's broken and you have to pay to repair it, you still have to pay 20 bucks a month on top of whatever. Right. Right. If it's broken beyond repair and you need a new computer, you're buying a new computer and still paying and 20 still bucks a month. Off. Yeah. Right. And and. You still have to pay that two eighty at the end if you can't turn it in. Right, you can't turn it in. So you gotta. Right, so you're buying. You're like, look, please, please do it. We're we're at we're all grown ups here. Like, there's nobody. (laughs) Listen, as in terms of, in terms of um, repair experience, Apple Care is wonderful, right? And and it's not like you're gonna have to go into Best Buy and wait in that line. That's not what we're talking about. Right. If you have Apple Care and you have a cracked screen, you go on your phone and you go to the support app and you schedule an appointment. You walk in, hand them the thing, they either repair it or hand you a replacement, and you leave. Yeah. That's it. So I, I thought this was again. Uh, you are you are a person that uh, you you got the finance thing under control when it comes to stuff like this. You always help me find the, the good deals and we've also anytime we ever buy a, a mac product i can confidently say the three of us on this show anytime we're looking to buy a new mac product we're we're doing our research we're figuring out what's a good deal and then we're instantly going do we know anybody by the way who works at apple do we know that's right someone who can get me that 15 or 20 percent discount like we're looking for every nickel and dime to get it because it's such a big upfront cost and yep. you know a, a, every couple of, every five years as we've seen with my history i've got to go to my wife and be like I like we're gonna spend two grand on something like right now, so hope you're ready. We're doing it, and I'm at that stage with my computer right now where I'm like, I think I'm ready. I'm getting probably when Apple has their next event, I'm probably gonna look at one and be like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. Uh, so this this looks super interesting. So again, from a high level perspective, the M1 MacBook Air is twenty dollars a month. The M2 MacBook Air is twenty six. The thirteen inch M2 Pro is twenty eight. The 14-inch M1 Pro is 43, and the 16-inch M1 is 54. That's a solid price. Here's the in, the important distinction for all of you who aren't super familiar with Apple's newfangled naming, which is I will very agree. confusing. The 14 and 16-inch M1s are far superior to any M2. Those are M1 Pro chips. They outperform the M2 by 510x. It's crazy how much nicer the M1 Pro is than the M2. Just I'm just putting that out there. If you're considering doing this and you're like, oh, I really want the newest, you don't necessarily want an M2. You're not going to get a ton of, of right. a, a, ton, a ton more, you know, uh, productivity over a regular M1 and certainly not even come close to an M1 Pro. Right. That's true. Good call. I forgot to put the pros on the end of the chips. Those are. That's your, uh, that's your, that's, that's my, your nerdy, tech corner <laughs> for, the, for the week. So, uh again, if you're in the if you're in the market, this is definitely something uh something worth doing. So, hi- highly recommend it. Well, uh Josh has been a, a, an absolute pleasure talking to you about some of this nerdy stuff yet again. Brian, we we miss you and and I'm sure 
Uh, next time you're on the show, we will be doing some cleanup uh, and some of your opinions on the uh, the DC CEO uh, co-relationship that, that's going on. But listener, uh, we want to hear from you. What do you think about this? Uh, we've been railing and ranting against DC, I would say, for years now. Uh, and yep. this is the biggest change that's happened since we started this podcast. <laughs> so uh, I definitely want to hear from some of you listeners as to what you think the fate of DC looks like. Are you optimistic like me? Are you realistic like Josh? Uh, and then are you somewhere in between where Brian probably lives, where he's just hoping and praying that everything works out for the best? But he, <laughs> he's he's set up for he's set up for failure. Uh, you can always find us uh, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, wherever we are. Just search at that kind of nerd at that kind of nerd podcast on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. And we'll see you on the next episode. Well, welcome to the club because you are that kind of nerd. 